The Samaritan in today's Gospel story, along with his companions, all who are nameless, find themselves in a strange and unfamiliar place. They don't belong apart from their own community of those with leprosy. They don't belong in the midst of the larger community. And Luke says that even Jesus was passing through. But they cried out. I've met many people in my ministry who often feel that they don't belong in the midst of the community of believers and who would not dare think of themselves as part of the body of Christ. For reasons that are often painful and often understandable, they simply feel they do not belong. Maybe it's because of a broken relationship that has ended up in divorce. Maybe it's a sexual preference in their relationship. Maybe it's from being away from the church for so long. One person told me, I recall, that they had been away from the church for 42 years and asked, what do you think the Lord is going to say to me? And I said, nah. Maybe he would say, I've been waiting for you. And then they cried. We all have been in those places of in-between. And so have I. And these are not just sad stories of sad times, but stories of the journeys of people. People like us in situations that are part of the larger story than the larger journey of life itself. And we may very well feel that we are in one of those places in these days. It's not where we want to be or would normally be. Yet, this is what life has offered to us. Maybe, maybe it's helpful to think that this is what life has offered instead of thinking that for some unknown reason we have become victims of life. It's hard to be thankful if we believe we're victims of circumstances. The lepers certainly don't appear as victims although they were made to act like that. But they cried out in hope, not in despair. There's no indication in Luke's narrative that they were despairing. But they were crying out because they believed, because they had hope. It's easier to be grateful when we start with hope. Luke says that Jesus saw them, not that he heard them, but that he saw them. At any time in the scriptures, 
when Jesus sees, it means that he sees deep within that person or persons, that he sees who they really are and sees who we are. He sees with the heart of compassion and understands where their cry is coming from. For them, this encounter is the beginning of life, the beginning of a new life. And so we come to our liturgical encounter this day. Here we give thanks not only for what has happened to us, but for what awaits us. Like the one who is healed, we first come face to face with the source of that healing in a posture of thanksgiving and praise. We do not come with any obligation to pay back. We are inadequate to outdo the love of God. We can only be grateful and live in that sense of hope. And so we come to this table where that encounter happens over and over again. We come to be embraced by the ever surprising and always merciful love of God. We know that. We believe that. And we hope in that. And we come to all of the other tables of our lives, even those where there are empty chairs on this Thanksgiving day. And still, I think, we have the conviction to summon thoughts and words of thanks, memories of loving and being loved, reasons for gratitude, knowing that being separated or even being alone is temporary, and knowing that our care for each other is not measured by physical distance. We come to the Eucharistic table to give thanks for those times and those things that we have taken for granted. And maybe to secretly smile to ourselves for forgetting the little things and perhaps some of the big things that make life bearable and pleasant. On this day, with hands outstretched, with hearts filled with gratitude, with voices that can still utter praise, we make thanksgiving in whatever way we can. It may be different, but it is never an empty gesture. It can define us or defeat us, but it cannot separate us from the love of God that holds us up and holds us fast.